Hey guys, my name is Melissa. Let's talk about some anime. Let's talk about season two, episodes 11 and 12 of Rent a Girlfriend. Um, let's just jump straight into it. Y'all know I love me a Sumi centric episode, and I got my entire fucking fill from what they provided us. So, if you remember in one of the other episodes when Chizuru dressed up in the high school uniform for Kazuya, Sumi was at the mall at the same time as them. So Chizuru and Kazuya were under the impression that they got away when they saw her and they didn't want to be seen by her. They thought they got away when they ran away from her. And so they actually didn't. So Sumi pocketed that little nugget of information and told Chizuru that she wanted to take Kazuya out on a practice date and she wore the uniform. Now, Here's what I love about Sumi. Sumi, even though I know she will not be in the game with Kazuya, it's nice to see her grow as a character. I like the development that we see. I feel like Kazuya brings out a side in Sumi that is so different from her persona. She seems more expressive. She's way more open. She's so like, she's adorable. I really, really do like her. And she is my favorite um, rental girlfriend. And it just freaking sucks that, um, you know, she can't end up with the guy she clearly has a crush on. And this is kind of why I don't watch harem animes because like they all follow the same formula and you always know who is like the end game, even though you have all these potential suitors, even though it's not the case. I feel like it, I feel like it's like, I feel like they're teasing us a little bit. Like, Hey, look at all these beautiful girls that this lucky bachelor has the ability to be with and that's not the case like he's only going to end up with one because we all know which one it is because the story moves in that specific direction so it's like why even have all the other girls you know I don't know why I just went on a tangent like that but like justice pursue me that's basically what the general consensus of this is because she's not going to be able to be with Kazuya and it fucking sucks and not to say that I have anything against Chizuru because I also love Chizuru but I just Kazuya and Sumi bring out sides of each other that you don't see when they interact with anybody else like when Kazuya is around Chizuru he tries to be on his best behavior he's on pins and needles and walking on eggshells with her because like he likes her and then when he's with Ruka he's always having it's the same thing he has to walk on eggshells around Ruka because he doesn't want to upset Ruka and he also has like lust for Luca, for Ruka, and like he he also has to like monitor her behavior because the girl is off her rocker and she's a child and responds to things in childish ways. So he basically has to fucking babysit her. And then with mommy, he basically walks on eggshells as well because mommy makes him nervous because that's his ex. And it's like when he was hanging out with Sumi on this date, she took him to this aquarium and we all know how much Kazuya loves fishes. So it's like, it was nice to see him like go on a little t tangent talking about all these like fish facts 
and like talking about how much he enjoys penguins. It was cute to see a different side of Kazuya. I feel like whenever he's with the other girls, he's so much more restricted with his emotions. And Sumi brings out a side in him that we don't really see because Sumi's not in the show as often as the other girls. So I just, I really like Sumi. I like that Kazuya lets her experiments being a rental girlfriend with him. I like that she chose spots that he would enjoy. I liked, I really, really liked the end of the episode when they were sitting down on the steps and it was like a little romantic spot. So there were a bunch of different couples and Sumi handed him a birthday gift and it was a hat. And Kazuya seemed so confident in himself and it was super cute to see him like genuinely happy and feeling like sure in himself and Sumi was like egging him on and happy that he felt good and it was just it was cute I just (laughs) I hate that Sumi's not gonna end up with him because Sumi deserves it like Sumi's like all around my favorite character in that show Chizuru is a really close second Chizuru just has her own shit to work on but um they end up he ends up confiding in Sumi about the situation with Chizuru. Now, it's been a couple of days since I actually watched that episode, and I don't really remember if he specifies that he's talking about Chizuru or he withholds a name so he doesn't, like, invade her privacy and shit. But, like, he confides in her, and it was actually really nice to see him break down that way because I feel like he holds a lot in because he doesn't want to, you know, express too much emotion to Chizuru because he knows that'll kind of, like stress her out and make her sad and then he can't really confide in these issues with his friends because they don't know the full scope of the situation it's nice that he was able to get it out because it's not healthy to hold on to feelings like that and you can tell he needed a good cry so I was happy that Sumi was there for him something else that I feel like the other girls just don't provide Kazuya, like the ability to be vulnerable. Chizuru can allow it, but Chizuru has her own issues that she has to deal with on her side. So she she doesn't have the ability to take on Kazuya's stress, especially since some of Kazuya's stress is coming from her directly. But all in all, I really, really loved the episode. It was extremely cute. Shout out to my girl Sumi. I really, really love her. Um Let's jump on over into the season finale episode. Um, It was, I think they did a great job with deciding to close out the season on a um, flashback. I'm kind of confused on where Chizuru stands with her father. I don't know why I don't remember the backstory and I feel like they just went over it. But if I remember correctly, either... Her mother died and her father left or her mother tried to raise her on her own because her father didn't want to raise a kid. I don't know. Either way, I think her father left and I don't think he passed away because Chizuru in high school was very, very anti-men. Homegirl was not feeling it. And you can kind of tell because she was just like, 
They're too lackadaisical. They're too carefree. Like, why are they so loud? All this shit. You can tell she sees at women as being the responsible ones and having to keep structure and order. And that's why I'm like, maybe her father isn't dead. Maybe her father left her family and that's why she has a resentment towards men. So basically, all in all, Chizuru has daddy issues. But, um... Very valid one. Sometimes with your upbringing, it causes you to have a skewed perspective on certain situations. So I get where her frustrations lie, which is why this episode hurt me the way it did. To see her grandfather clearly know that Chizuru feels this way towards men and Chizuru like having her grandfather still being himself it's nice to see their interactions with each other because when she was in that library or the shop looking at the dvds and she finds the one with her grandmother and that prompts her to want to be an actress when she goes to her grandfather about it he is over the moon super excited doing everything he can to help her so you can see chizuru opening up a little bit more she's like oh maybe men aren't terrible and it was nice to see her like leap into her career you saw her struggle with the fact that oh shit you know acting costs money girl and but her grandfather like willing to be there and support her and then like he um took her to the shrine he was telling her about the tradition i think the tradition was you had to run up or pray 100 times to make a wish or something like that i should have paid attention a little bit more but um you know it basically foreshadowed to something she was have to do because Later in the episode, we see how he passed away. I don't know why I thought he passed away in natural causes. Once again, it's been a while since I've seen season one of this show. But it was really, really... It it made sense as to why Chizuru's mindset of men is still the way it is in present day. Because it would be one thing if her grandfather passed away to natural causes. It would have just been like, okay, well, he can't help that he died naturally. She f- probably felt betrayed because like, for him to have died from an accident and you know, she feels heartbroken because like her grandfather promised to help her with this. And you know, it, it, she, speaking irrationally, thinking irrationally, of course, she's young and she's going through a tragedy. But it's like she's thinking like, you know, you promised to help me. You're supposed to be there for me. Like, don't leave me. She even ran up and down the steps at the shrine to make her wish. And like, I wished for you to stay at the shrine. So you can't leave me. Don't leave me. So for him to like, you know, pass away and, um, you know, the grandmother's crying. Chizuru's crying. I'm crying. Oh, my God. I cried so many times to that episode. It was so fucking sad. Um, but for the grandfather to pass away, Chizuru probably took that as like, you're going back on your word to help me with this, which just furthered her like disdain. It's not rational. I'm not like trying to excuse it. But like, you know, that's probably what she's thinking. And I like that they conveyed that so like clearly in the show. I like that we kind of got that glimpse of Chizuru because all in all, the girl has been very strong these past couple of season um, episodes. And I really just like that they're giving her more vulnerability throughout the season. I feel like Kazuya 
puts his foot in his mouth a lot. And Chizuru, because she already has such an issue with men, doesn't give him the time of day because she just doesn't see it as being worth it. So I like that Kazuya continues to surprise her because the more he surprises her and catches her off guard, it opens up her barriers. It it helps bring down the barricades around her heart and it opens her up to be more vulnerable around Kazuya because ultimately that's what they need in order to be to see eye to eye to each other. And so cut back to present day, you know, she's reminiscing on her grandfather passing and she has his photo in her hand and she was saying like why did you lie to me and it's like oh Chizuru I don't like seeing strong women cry because it's like strong women withhold their emotions so much and it's like they see crying as a weakness and sometimes crying is so beneficial but to see like somebody who clearly does not want to cry and just feels a surge of emotions I just felt so fucking bad so once she started crying and the tears were falling on the picture I started crying because I'm a crybaby but it was it was so good and so she's crying in her fucking entryway because the girl barely made it inside she um had just received you know news that she didn't get the audition she didn't get the role for the for the um she didn't get the role for the part that she auditioned for and you know she's trying to have her grandmother see her on the big screen before she passes and after she got the diagnosis or the prognosis from the doctor they're telling her like girl she ain't got a whole lot of time and it just it sucks because poor Chizuru is just like, you know, she's at the she's at the point she keeps moving the goalposts closer and closer to her because now she's just like if I can just land a role, if I can book a role, if somebody can tell me, "Hey, you're going to be this part." I can go back to my grandmother and I'll feel like I did something. Like she's adjusting her dreams because she doesn't feel like she has what it takes to make it in time. And I don't really know what she is diagnosed with. It just sucks because this is the one thing Chizuru fights for. And she fights really hard. And for me to have to sit there and watch her fucking grandparents die and shit. I just, I want her to reach her potential. But that's why we have Kazuya. And so Kazuya is like banging on this girl's door. It's late at night. Girl was just crying. She goes to the door and Kazuya tells her about this genius plan, a very costly plan. I think it costs 2 million yen, he said. But he wants to crowd surf for funds to make a movie so he can cast Chizuru in it. So they can shoot it themselves and they can show it to her grandmother. And first of all, when he said he had a plan, because he had mentioned in the previous episode to Sumi, like, I know how to fix Mizuhara's problem. And I'm like, this was the farthest thing from my mind. I thought he had like an actor friend or something. Like, I thought homie was just going to, like become an influencer or something like I don't know what he was planning to do this seems like so much fucking work in my opinion it doesn't sound as logical as he's making it and the fact that Chizuru like actually heard him out I was like girl in what way what in what way in the realm of possibility do you think this is going to actually come to fruition but also it's an anime so why am i overanalyzing this the way i am it just seems weird but it's the fact that she was so fucking happy she is clearly like season 3 i think we might see some actual development 
on their relationship. It definitely got further this season because now he officially has like her private contact info. That was a big step for them because they only really communicated through the rental website. So this was a big step for them and I cannot wait for season three to happen. Um, it already got confirmed. So now we just need to wait for them to get it produced and then get a release date. I'm hoping, hoping, hoping maybe it'll be out a little around this time next year. Praying because like, as you can see, I barely remember what happened in season one because it's been so long since I've seen season one. This is why I hate these huge gaps that they have between seasons. However, I think this was a perfect way for them to wrap up season two. Um, I hate that we kind of didn't get, I mean, she'll clearly be back in season three, but I kind of wanted more info on mommy. We had just seen what happened with him and Ruka, you know, Ruka kissing him, her like letting him know that she's okay. We had the episode with Sumi right before the finale and Ru and mommy just hasn't made an appearance since Ruka and her had that shouting match at the karaoke. So I hope we kind of get some insight on mommy if season three comes out and we just figure out what she's up to, especially since I feel like they didn't really elaborate on the fact that she kind of just does things for no reason I actually spoke to my sister about that and she was like no she's just a troll and I was like I know she's just a troll but is there anything more to it and she's like no she's just a troll people are just fucking awful and I always have to remind myself of that like I always want to search for a rhyme and reason as to why people do things, especially when they are things that affect people negatively. But sometimes people are just awful and we need to take it at that. So I was like, I wasn't satisfied with that answer, but I was like, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not necessarily wanting her to explain her actions. Maybe I just want mommy to suffer some kind of repercussions for the shit she's doing. Like, <laughs> I fucking hate her. I really, really do. And the fact that, um, you know, the fact that he, Kazuya doesn't see anything wrong with her because she is very good at masking her true self is just aggravating to me. In Classroom of the Elite, um, Kushida got, like, she got got. That bitch got got. And, like, fucking Ryuin went against her and shit. I was so, like, my heart filled three times bigger because I was like yes this fucking bitch deserved every ounce of this and maybe that's what I want with mommy maybe I want Ruka to actually fight this girl if Ruka fights mommy Ruka will be my number one favorite rental girlfriend like I just want and Ruka's feral enough to do it the girl is like five foot two like 110 pounds like mommy will not stand a chance the girl is dickmatized i want her to beat the shit out of mommy in season three i know it won't happen but the fact that ruka even yelled at her was enough for me to think you know what she might put the hands on her she just just might <laughs> but anyway that is it for season two of Rent a girlfriend. I am so so happy that you guys have stuck around and listened to me talk about it. Next up, it is going to be Dress Up Darling. We did get confirmation for season two, and I'm so so happy because they did not intend to make a season two. 
Cloverworks and the author actually put out a statement on Twitter that due to fan like approval and like them everybody talking about it on Twitter and just the buying of the merchandise and the Blu-rays and all that stuff prompted Cloverworks to be like, yeah, no, let's do a season two. So I think it really just stresses the importance of just supporting the creators in any way that you can, because in the long run, we'll see a lot less anime just end with a one season. We see great animes go down this path. So that's why I'm like, let's just let's let's support them any any way that we can. So Dress Up Darling should be coming out fairly soon. Um, it's going to be a busy, busy season for us guys. I mean, come on, we got Chainsaw Man, we have Bleach, we have fucking Mob Psycho. Um, <laughs> we have so much shit happening this season. So it, the episodes might be a little sporadic. I'm actually going to have to pin down an actual schedule because I don't know how this is going to work. But that is an issue for Melissa a later day. I'm not dealing with that today. But um, thank you so much for listening, guys. Once again, um, this is Melissa Essential Mail Talks. Um, you can find me on Spotify, Anchor, and TikTok under that name. Please feel free to subscribe and follow. And just thank you so much for your continued support. And I will talk to you in the next episode.